it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Nebraska Public Media Sports brings you Nebraska Baseball. Catch our live coverage as the Huskers meet the Indiana Hoosiers on the Diamond at Hawks Field at Haymarket Park in Lincoln. Watch Friday, May 10th at 6 p.m. Central on Nebraska Public Media. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Hurt at Sports Radio. We're halfway through the show here on Hurt at Sports Radio on AM 590 ESPN Omaha, ESPN Tri-Cities. We're live on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Uh, we know we went a little long with Mitch there, so if you missed any of that over the air on the radio, make sure you check out the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, we appreciate Mitch Sherman uh, joining us uh, this morning. want to tell you real quickly about our friends over at the Omaha Supernovas because we are just a couple days away from match number two of the Pro Volleyball Federation season for the Supernovas. That's coming up on Saturday, February 3rd at 6 p.m. CHI Health Center first serve is at 6 p.m. You can get your tickets at supernovas.com and you will see some of the best volleyball action you've ever seen in your life. NCAA champions, All-Americans, Olympians all share the court against uh, with your Omaha Supernovas when they're playing against the San Diego Mojo on Saturday. Join the volleyball movement sweeping across the country and see your Major League Volleyball team, the Omaha Supernovas. Schedule information, tickets, all available at supernovas.com. Want to hop back into our discussion about the Big Ten coaches and their rankings. There was a name that we both kind of had our our eyebrows raised, our ears perk up a Mm -hmm. bit to when we're going through this list. And I got to be honest, before we get to the name, part of it here is I see a number next to a guy's name and I have an instant reaction to it, but I also am having a really hard time adjusting to the idea of 18 teams in this league. <laughs> so I, I hear Rule at six, and I was like, is he really like, you know, barely in the middle middle of the pack of the league? And Until I go, oh, hear, no. He's, he's in the top three, that, the, the first third. The top third, yeah. It's like, oh, no, that's six out of 18. That's pretty high. I, I had a similar reaction to this guy as well at number eight because I do think he's a really good coach, although I understand he's in a new spot here. Jonathan Smith at Michigan State. Right. I hear Jonathan, Jonathan Smith, and, and and I even go back further than the 14 teams because my mind thinks like, oh, there's 
10 or 12 teams in a conference, right? That's like, that's my old school, you know, growing up, every team, every conference had at most 12 teams. The Big 12 was a novel invention with 12 teams in it. Everything in my head just goes, ooh, 8 out of 12, that's not very good. But 8 out of 18, I'm curious where you thought, if he was high or low. It's kind of difficult since we haven't seen him actually coach a game at Michigan State yet. Well, you talk about your um – your troubles with 18 coaches and, and, and putting a coach to a number and being like, gosh, this seems like either high or low. And then you're like, wait, actually, it's really high if we're looking at it from the perspective <laughs> of 18. Yeah. For me, my troubles actually come in on like situation and expectation for this season versus who they are in their career. Yeah. And that's kind of like the divide I'm at with, you know, some coaches I'm like, well, yeah, you know, this makes sense. But then like, like with Lincoln Riley, I, I look at it a lot career wise, mm-hmm. but with Jonathan Smith, I'm like, I don't look at it career wise with him. I look at it situationally mm-hmm. and I need to find a way to kind of marry the two. Sure. And, and maybe that's kind of what's being done here by putting him at eight, because as a coach over the past two seasons, he's won 18 games. That's pretty good. Especially right? at Oregon State. Yeah, at Oregon State, that, that's, a, that's a pretty good record to have. But then I also think about the situation that he's taking over at Michigan State that Mel Tucker left him. Which is and tough. And I'm like, uh, if we're going to talk about anybody that changed the narrative, why is David Braun 15? Yeah. If, if Jonathan Smith is 8 and he's going into a, a poor situation, how about we look at the guy that was in a worse situation and could have been coach of the year last year? About, and he's still 15. About as bad of a situation as you can take over for I David I think he's Braun. 15. I'm just, yeah, I he, he is, he's 15, I believe. Yeah, so he's, he, he's in the bottom third of yeah. all these coaching rankings. And, yes, I'm not taking him for what he is as a career coach because he's only one season, but situationally he's in a much better spot. So that's kind of like the hard part for me mm-hmm. to kind of separate or, or even, like I said, marry – because I, I don't know kind of what direction to follow. And, and, and to me, I can't follow one direction without following the other direction. Sure, yeah. Um, so, yes, yeah, see, seeing him at eight is a little um, – it's a little too high, I think, for me off the bat. Oh, okay. Um, you know, it, it, it's got to be because of, of Michigan State's situation, but above P.J. Fleck is a little, um, is a little weird, I think, because P.J. Fleck knows how to play in the Big Ten, because he found has found success over the last few seasons, Jonathan Smith entering as a new coach, yes, he has the ability to land you know, elite players out of the transfer portal. We saw that with DJU last year. He, he's able to, to land top high school talent as well. But to be one of the, one of the players of the Big Ten, I don't know if I would put him in that category just yet. Man, you know what's crazy? So I, I was bringing up P.J. Fleck because I, I do think he was a little disrespected on this list. Um, man, how old do you think P.J. Fleck is? He's today? young. I'm going to say he is – well, I say young as in – For a coach. Young for a coach. I'm going to say he's 45. He's only 43. Hey, I was in the neighborhood. And he's – this is his – I think 11th year as a head coach. I, 
because well, he's been around forever. He, remember, he was at Western Michigan. Yeah, he was at Western Michigan for four years, and he's been at Minnesota since 2017. He must have got that Western Michigan job when he was like 31, 32. Well, it's easy to get a job in the MAC when you're that young. <laughs> it's not, we, we, we see that all the time now. Not at 31, man. That's crazy. Maybe. I mean, you I get mean, him young, but that is, I mean. Nobody thought we'd have like super young presidential <laughs> candidates either, and here we are today where, uh, you know, people running for president are about that age <laughs> um the yeah so I, I mean the there's a I get that Minnesota took a little step back last year uh still went six and six in the regular season made it to a bowl game I have a hard time and, and listen I'm I'm no J, I'm no PJ Fleck apologist here because he gets under my skin a little bit but it's hard to argue with how well he's done at Minnesota. Obviously, he had that breakthrough 2019 where they win 11 games. 2020, again, I scratched that for basically everybody. But then he had two straight nine win seasons in 2021 and 2022. I think that is overlooked because that's a really impressive feat, especially at Minnesota. And I do think he probably didn't get enough respect on this list. And, and it's, it's kind of weird because Jonathan Smith probably belongs not because of his track record, but because of the way they kind of broke this list down. The bottom four guys in this list are all labeled the early stages. Well, he's in year one at Michigan mm-hmm. State. He probably should be in the David Braun, Sharon Moore, Kurt Signetti, Ryan Walters area of the world. Now, I understand Kurt Signetti is the only one that has extensive previous head coaching experience besides Jonathan Smith in that group, but... To me, it makes more sense to say, throw him in that group and say, hey, we don't really know what he is yet. We're not really sure what he looks like at that school. We're going to kind of put it in this unknown category. So I don't have a problem with him if you're taking like whole career. He probably is right sort of in that middle of the pack for the Big Ten. But if you're talking about specifically for this upcoming season, you almost have to put him in that early stages category with David Braun, uh, Sharon Moore, Kurt Signetti, and Ryan Walters. Like I said, some of those guys in year two, obviously you got a couple guys in year one, and then Sharon Moore, who's never been a head coach before as well. One of the issues, and this is probably picking nits a little bit here, but one of the issues I'm all I, about it. I, I mean, that's, that's you know, it's, it's kind of what we're, what, it's February what we're 1st. doing. What else are we doing? <laughs> it's, here, it's, we got to dig through um, a list like this. I I kind I listen. I know that Rutgers hasn't been great. Greciano. If I give you the opportunity to hire either Mike Loxley or Greg Schiano, who are you taking? Probably Greg Schiano. That's what I mean, right? <laughs> like, so that's kind of how I look at this list. Is that's sort of my tiebreaker? It's like, okay, who would I hire in this situation? Would but they're I, neck and neck. They're thirteen and fourteen. I know, but I'm I'm just kind of like, man, I I. Uh, to me, it's pretty clear-cut. I would not hire Mike Loxley over Greg Shiano. And I'm not even sure Maryland, if both were available and wanted that job, would hire Mike Loxley over Greg Shiano. Maybe I'm wrong. But that's sort of my tiebreaker on these lists. It's like, okay, would I hire Jed Fish or P.J. Fleck? That one's a little bit tougher. But in the Big Ten, P.J. Fleck's got a, a winning track record. Mm-hmm. We kind of know what he is. I'd probably go and with Jed Fish's situation at Washington is going to be hard yeah. with all, and I mean all of the defections coming out of the portal. It really is. And to be fair, as much as I love Kalen DeBoer, 
we have no idea what he is in major conference football without Michael Penix. This will be the first time we see it. Now, luckily for him, he's going to a place where attracting talent is not a huge issue, but it is something that you have to consider. And with Jed Fish at Washington, it's something we have to consider for that program as well. Coming up next, we're going to talk to our friend Brian Edwards, see if we can make a little money this week here on Herd at Sports Radio.